KCSB FM, Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, we'll be talking about Isla Vista's annual spring party, Deltopia. With it coming up soon, there is a lot of planning this year surrounding this event, especially pertaining to the pandemic. For those of you who might not be familiar with Deltopia, it was previously known as Floatopia, and partiers would celebrate on rafts and floats at the beach. But with issues of beach littering and safety issues, in 2011, beach closures were issued and the unofficial event moved up to the streets onto Del Playa Drive, renaming the event Deltopia. Later on in the show, you'll hear more about the background and history of the event. This wild weekend of partying would normally involve Isla Vista residents gathering with large amounts of friends and people from out of town. But this year, concerns with the pandemic have brought new plans to ensure Deltopia does not become a disastrous event. We spoke with Ivy Foot Patrol's Senior Deputy Justin Schroeder and Alexis Saw from AS Program Board to hear about plans being made this year in law enforcement and the Deltopia concert called The Warm Up. First, we'll hear from Justin about Deltopia's past and hear about law enforcement plans being implemented for this year. Hi, Justin. Thank you for being here to talk with me today. So what's the background and history of Deltopia? Yeah, thanks for having me. So the, the background and history of Deltopia is actually started as what was called Floatopia back in the day. And that was a big unsanctioned beach party here on the beaches of Isla Vista where people kind of took rafts and other homemade flotation devices out in the ocean and had this big, cool, awesome party out there. Um, and I was actually part of it. I worked that first year that it happened and it was, uh, from what it looked like, a really fun, good time. Um, there was just a couple issues with it, uh, being that there were thousands of people out in the ocean. It made it very difficult for us to do any kind of uh, rescues if people needed help or enforcement if somebody, say, um, got in a fight or something like that, or there was a sexual assault that occurred out in the ocean, it was very difficult for us to go respond to that. Um, and then on the back end of it, there were also tons and tons of trash that uh, washed up on the local beaches um, after that event was done, and, and very few of those folks took responsibility to pick that up. And so the county decided that Flotopia was not a safe, good event to have. And so they decided on the spring break weekend to close the Isla Vista beaches. Um, when they did that and people couldn't go down to the beach for Flotopia, they hung out on Del Playa and then called it Deltopia, um, which is sort of how Deltopia started. And it just became a big street party where people went from house to house and, and then um, mingled and gathered and partied and danced in the street during the day. And so that's sort of the history and what we have um, currently as Deltopia. What have you personally experienced with Deltopia Weekend? Uh, in the early years, and this is right after Flotopia kind of stopped and it morphed to Deltopia, it was just a very large, uh, out of control party scene basically on Del Playa. I mean, if you've probably seen the pictures and your listeners have as well of Del Playa just being packed shoulder to shoulder as far as you can see all the way down and houses with the balconies full and, and people just having a, a raging good time. Um, again, though, there were some safety concerns. We had balcony collapses where a number of people were 
severely injured. We had people fall off the cliffs and actually pass away, which was a bad deal. A ton of drug and alcohol overdoses. And again, like I mentioned with Flotopia, um, a lot of property crimes like theft, uh, people's purses getting stolen and wallets and iPhones and laptops and everything else. And then, uh, of course, the person's crimes like fights and sexual assaults as well. And so um, what I saw was just a very big crowd that was hard to kind of keep under control and and keep safe, basically, was the hardest part for us. It sounds like a very chaotic weekend. Um, with the pandemic, how are you guys adjusting to um, law enforcement plans being implemented for Deltopia? Yeah, so last year, uh, the 2020 Deltopia was basically a, a non-event. That was right when COVID was kind of ramping up and people were um, rightfully very afraid of consequences of gathering. And so we had uh, zero crowds, almost, I, I think, one or two arrests. It was a complete non-event for us, which was great. Um, however, fast forwarding a year, uh, people have with lockdown fatigue or COVID fatigue or whatever you want to call it. And so we see across the country that even though some of these stay-at-home orders or public health orders remain in effect, uh, especially the younger folks are just getting kind of frustrated with that and want to get back out to their lives and get back to partying. So um, we're hoping to keep it very local and very small. Uh, the public health order still only allows for gatherings of up to three households. And so we do not want to see these giant parties on the street or in houses. And so the law enforcement response is going to be early in the day. We're going to have a special team out there to enforce the public health order guidelines. And so if we see parties starting to get set up or uh, gatherings starting to form, we'll go ahead and take enforcement action early on those so that it doesn't get out of control later in the afternoon. Uh, we also have a number of officers, both locally and from out of the area, on standby. And so if we do get a huge influx, like um, recently we saw in the Miami Beach area, where they got way more people than they were expecting, and it got so out of control where people were actually, uh, some people actually died during the incident, that uh, we can call in enough resources to at least keep people as safe as possible. And, and we're working in collaboration with UCSB, uh, the Isla Vista Community Services District and other groups on a messaging campaign to try to keep it safe and keep it local. I was, we're hoping that the local residents take it upon themselves to keep it safe and keep it local and not invite those crowds from out of the area. Um, also, there's just nothing really here for people that don't know anybody. So if a group comes up from Los Angeles without knowing anybody, and just wants a party, I don't think they're going to find um, the same atmosphere as it was years ago. I think and hope that the local residents won't just allow hundreds of people into their house and they would only allow those uh, up to three households as is written in the public health order. And so hopefully those large crowds don't come looking for a party because I don't think they're going to find what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So Deltopia is a little bit similar to the Halloween weekend that also has like a lot of restrictions. Um, how does Deltopia compare to Halloween in Isla Vista? Yeah, like you said, there are a lot of similarities. Uh, over, over the past couple of years, both Halloween and Deltopia have been relatively quiet. And so that's been great. The, the difference, I guess, is that Halloween is more of a nighttime event. People get dressed up and come out at night, whereas Deltopia is more of a daytime event. 
And so the parties get started earlier in the morning. We see a lot of the mimosas and um, vodka drinks going around early in the morning. And the party happens more during the daytime. Uh, the restrictions are the same for Halloween and Deltopia. The noise ordinance starts at 6 p.m. and goes till the following morning at 7 a.m. And so for Deltopia, that actually kind of skirts the noise ordinance because you can have your party from noon to six and then turn your music off at six and you would still be in compliance with that noise ordinance. I'm not endorsing that kind of partying, but uh, it, it can happen if, if it happens. And so that's why people kind of party earlier during Deltopia. But uh, like I said, last year was a complete non-event. Even the year before, uh, before COVID times was actually pretty mellow. We only made, I think, like 17 arrests or something like that. And it was, it was a good time. I was out there. There were a lot of people, but people were behaving. And so I hope, I hope that we see more of that compliance again this year. Have the residents of Isla Vista been following the COVID like rules and the laws recently? Or has there has there been situations where there's been a little bit of chaos with people following rules? By and large, yes. Um, the majority of the residents have been in compliance with the orders. However, there is a select group of houses or individuals that don't want to follow those orders. And so every weekend we have seen a handful of large gatherings and large parties at certain houses. So Overall, I would say yes, Isla Vista has done a good job, but selectively, not so much. And so those individuals that are choosing to ignore those orders are um, being issued citations. I'm also working with the landlords on evictions for those folks and working with the schools, both City College and UCSB, um, to issue enforcement on the school side as well, just to try to get those people to comply. Because uh, really, a lot of people have been working really hard um, staying at home, wearing their masks, socially distancing, and for the, the small group to kind of wreck the progress that have been, has been made is, isn't really fair. Mm -hmm. So what are your hopes for this year's Deltopia weekend? I hope that the residents of Isla Vista take it upon themselves to keep things local. I think um, those gatherings of up to three households, if you're wearing your masks, I think is perfectly acceptable. If, if you want to go in your front yard and play some music and play beer dice or beer pong and hang out in your, your small cohorts that you've been hanging out with during the pandemic, I think that's great. It's supposed to be um, nice weather, and I think it'll be a nice, relaxing, fun spring break weekend. What I don't want to see is those hundreds and thousands of people coming from out of town um, trying to crash the small Isla Vista Deltopia weekend and turning it into some huge out of control party where then we have to call in our additional resources to keep everybody safe and it just becomes this out of control event. That would be, I think, worst case scenario, both for the, the Isla Vista area, like I said, the property crimes, the vandalisms, the burglaries, that kind of thing, but also for the potential spread of COVID. Um, and the news recently, you know, the, the levels have really gone down and plateaued, but they're warning of, of spikes. And so I think this event could really be one of those events that spikes up the numbers again from all the people coming from out of the area. So I wouldn't want to see that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's all the questions I have. Do you have any announcements that you'd like to make? Um, no major announcements other than what's already been put out there. As far as the uh, restrictions and the beach closures and the noise ordinance, that's going to be in effect um, both the first weekend in April and the second weekend. Um, I don't know if people know that. 
This year, um, we're just kind of unsure which weekend the event's going to happen on. And so the uh, restrictions are in effect for both of the first weekends in April. And um, so just be aware of those and make sure the music's off by six o'clock because you can be uh, subject to a citation after that. And uh, otherwise, just kind of what I said, please, please have a good time, but be safe, stay in your small groups, and please don't invite too many people from outside of the area. That would be it. You just heard from Justin Schroeder, Ivy Foot Patrol's Senior Deputy, and this is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi, and today we're speaking about what plans are being made for the upcoming Deltopia weekend. Our next guest is Alexis, Special Events Coordinator for AS Program Board, and in a second you'll hear about the background of the warm-up, which is the concert held for UCSB students during Deltopia weekend, and a little about what goes on in planning online events successfully during COVID. Thank you, Alexis, for joining me today to talk about Deltopia planning. Um, could you tell me a little bit about the background of the concert for Deltopia weekend? Yeah, for sure. But pretty much the background of the concert for, for Deltopia weekend is just giving students like a form of alternative programming during a weekend that tends to be very, you know, um, full of like parties and drinking and other activities that not every student would want to like always participate in. And so, yeah, I think that it's very similar to our concert on Halloween weekend, um, which is called Delirium, if you don't know the name. But it's similar to Delirium in the sense that like it's an alternative event that students can go to where they can feel safe but still enjoy themselves. And so, yeah, I guess that's the background of it all. Um, but I guess just to go into like the previous like names that we've had. So unfortunately, we didn't have it last year. But then the year before was Troy Boy, which is like a DJ. So since everything is virtual this year and obviously the concert can't happen in person, what plans does program board have for this year's concert? Yeah, so it really sucks how everything is virtual right now, but I think that I do feel like we should still be putting on these events for like two reasons. Like one, it still gives something like it still is something for students to do. You know, it's not the same as like being there in person, like at the ESEN and like listening to live music. But I think that there's still like something to enjoy about like having like, I guess a personalized concert from a specific artist for your school. So I guess that's the first reason. And then the second reason is that like, Program board has carried over some money from last year because we didn't put on the warm up or extravaganza and our other big concerts, but it is kind of like our responsibility to keep using money because if we hold on to all this money it's like the students who pay these fees are going to graduate before they can, you know, like, um, see like their money being used to like full fruition, you know, so I guess yeah those are like the two big reasons. But we are still like moving forward with a virtual concert, also planning a giveaway. So I don't know if you saw our Delirium giveaway, but it was the biggest giveaway we've ever done. It was like three different iPads. It was a Switch. It was like a whole bunch of other things. Um, but that giveaway was honestly, I think that we ended up, I guess, it was too big of a giveaway for not that many students to show up because the whole reason of that giveaway was to entice students to like come to the concert, 
because the only way that you could win the giveaway prize was if you're watching the concert, or at least those were our intentions. Um, but we decided to kind of scale the giveaway back a little bit just because unfortunately it wasn't super successful at like drawing as large of a number of students as we wanted it to. But we are still like giving out an iPad and then we're going to do some other like small like merch items too that are specific to the warm up. Um, because I think in previous years, like students really enjoyed getting like free t-shirts that were like delirium themed or the warm up themed, like just the free t-shirts. Like I feel like no one really will say no to that. So that's what we're planning on doing this year. Um, so how has the turnout been for the online events that you've been hosting during the past quarter? Yeah, so right off the bat, like unfortunately, they haven't been as high as we wanted them to. I will say right now our most attended event was the one with Pete Davidson and Alex Moffat, um, just because I think Pete Davidson is such a strong like name in the entertainment industry. But yeah, that was our most like well-attended event for fall quarter, at least. And then for winter quarter, usually we don't do much for winter quarter. Um, like in general, program board kind of lays low. And then spring is kind of like when we come back with like the warm up and extrav. But I guess like one cool thing that we did this year for winter quarter was like we try to kind of like experience experiment with different genres. Um because we don't usually have like shows with R&B headliners, at least bigger ones. We've had like R&B names like Umi last year, but like um, with like Giveon this year being our headliner for a winter quarter show, like it actually did a lot better than we thought it would. Um, that would be our most attended event, I think. Um, but yeah, attendance was really good for that event. And overall, like I think the virtual setting one good thing about it was that it allowed us to like kind of experiment because I think it's like more risky doing like a live show with a different genre because you have to pay for like the stage you have to pay for lighting and production and all these other things that you don't have to pay for in a virtual setting so I think seeing how well like the Giveon and Phoebe Bridgers show did um, showed us that like there is a strong like attraction towards other genres at UCSB like we knew that before of course but I think that like again it's just really risky for us sometimes to like spend this much amount of money on a genre that we don't know like how well it will do if that makes sense. So for Deltopia are you guys still in discussion of who's going to be playing and who's mm. going to be performing or is that something that's starting to be finalized right now? Good question. So we started working on the warm-up concert. The budget was passed like right after we finished Delirium back in Hall back um, in October. Um, and then we started talking about it during November and a little bit of December. So like this has been in the works for a while, um, but we confirmed our headliner like like a month ago. I really don't know. Like my sense of time is like all over the place <laughs> during quarantine. Um, but yeah, we did confirm the headliner and then we're working on support still. And what goes into planning or organizing an online concert um, rather mm. than in-person concert? It's arguably a lot easier for sure. Um, so I stepped into my role like this year. So like I have no experience like planning an in-person concert. I've only kind of like 
been a part of the process. I've never actually been the one who's like, you know, who oversees the full like execution of it um, for an in-person concert, but for a virtual concert. So I guess just like a quick rundown, it's like we have to establish and approve the budget. Um, then we like do a lot of artist research. And so that's like what me and my assistant would do. We would essentially look at artist suggestions from like Instagram polls, from our website. Um, we would look at up and coming artists based on like music websites like Pitchfork, The Fader, Complex, different music websites like that. Um, and then we reach out to agents. We ask for their asking prices and then we try to book the show. Um, and I guess after we confirm the artist, which often takes a lot of time because there's like negotiation about like how much money you want to pay them. Um, most of the time, they're not even within budget. We're just kind of like shooting our shot, you know. Um, after we confirm, there's like a whole bunch of paperwork that you need to do, which I won't go into detail about. Um, and then we work on publicity. We work on, I guess, like, um logistics about like doing a giveaway you know like things like that that help like market the event overall um and since you put so much planning into um organizing these events what do you hope for for um Del for the deltopia weekend concert i guess like um my hope is that students actually do really like the person that we booked for headliner um, and I hope that students enjoy her performance. I hope overall that the performance goes well because sometimes there's technical difficulties. And yeah, I guess in general, I just hope that like, again, this event is a form of alternative programming that students can still enjoy. Um, because I know that quarantine is really rough for some people, but hopefully this like cheers them up in a sense. With the turnout of the past events um, this quarter and last quarter, do you feel like the Deltopia concert will also have that good turnout that the winter concert had? I think so. Like, I think that this artist has been requested by students many, many times. And so, yeah, I definitely have high hopes that she'll do well, but I do think she's a little like niche. But then again, it's like, you can't please everyone, right? Like, yeah. there's just so many students um, from so many different backgrounds who listen to different music. So, yeah. When will all Deltopia planning decisions be announced? I can't really give you an answer because that really depends on when we confirm the support. And after that, we have to, like, have the graphics approved by both artist teams. So I guess that's another thing that I forgot to mention, but like one really hard part about, I guess, one more difficult aspect of working with artists is that like sometimes it takes a while for them to like approve the graphic because it doesn't match with their aesthetic or it's just like not what they want. And so that's why our announcements are sometimes really, really late because it's like we're making constant changes to the graphic. Yeah, I wish I could give you an answer, um, but I'm hoping for the first day of spring quarter.
You just heard the interview we did with Alexis from AS Program Board. They haven't released the name of the headliner yet, but make sure to stay alert for when it's announced. Their virtual concert during Deltopia can be a safe way to enjoy what would normally be a lively weekend in a COVID-free time, but this year's virtual concert can be an alternative way to continue the fun. You've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. If you want to receive our COVID newsletter every Saturday and be updated about upcoming events, special playlists, and more, go to kcsb.org and submit your email at the bottom of the page. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi. Our theme music is Siesta by Jawser. This is 91.9 FM, KCSB. KCSB.